This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today it's a privilege to welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Jonathan Gibson. Johnny is Associate Professor of Old Testament and Hebrew at Westminster Theological Seminary located near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He has co-edited several books, including Reformation Worship and From Heaven He Came and Sought Her, and is the author of a terrific little book for children called The Moon is Always Round. Most recently, he has co-authored with Timothy Brindle, A Rhyming Theology for Kids, that you've got to check out. It's called The Acrostic of God, and there are more in this series, so be alert for those as well. He's married to Jackie, and they have four children, Benjamin, Layla, Zachary, and Hannah. And Johnny, it's always good to talk with you. Welcome back. Yeah, Likewise, champ. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Looking forward to chatting to you. Likewise. So I'm looking forward to hearing what verse you have today. Lay it on us. So the verse is Jonah chapter 4, verse 2, and the second part of verse 2. Jonah is speaking to God in anger and frustration. And he says, For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. So this verse just jumps at me because it's saying all these amazing things about God. And yet you're telling us that Jonah is saying these words in anger and frustration. So bring us into those two elements, put those together for us. Yeah. So as, you, as we all know, with the story of Jonah, he's asked by God to go to Nineveh and preach to them about the judgment that's coming upon them. And he refuses. And we're not actually told why he refuses in chapter one. But he does, and we know the story. He flees to um, Tarshish. He gets uh, thrown overboard in a storm, swallowed by a big fish, spewed back onto the land. And then God tells him again, go back to Nineveh and preach the message of coming judgment on Nineveh, which he does do. But after he's done it, he then takes a, a seat on the east side of Nineveh to see what's going to happen. He said to them that in 40 days, God's judgment was coming. But he gets frustrated because he realizes that the message of God's coming judgment was actually a means of grace to the people of Nineveh to shock them out of their sinful state and cause them to repent and mm. ask God for forgiveness. And what it reveals from Jonah is that he's got a very nationalistic heart, mm. that he really thinks the good news of Yahweh and the good news for Israel is only for Israel. It's not for the nations. But he realizes that actually the God that he loves and serves is actually the God of the nations and wants all the nations to come into his kingdom. And in this case, God is willing to bring the Ninevites into his kingdom and forgive their sins. So he speaks from a very uh, sinful place of nationalism, where he's uh, trying to exclude other people from the kingdom. And he expresses that he realizes that of course, God was always going to forgive the Ninevites. This is why he sent me to preach the gospel to them. And uh, this is, statement is an affirmation of all these great things about God. But as you say, it's done in a context of frustration and anger because he hasn't quite got God's big plan for the world. He thinks it's all about Israel, but actually it was only ever about Israel in order to win the whole world. 
which is what he should have known from Genesis chapter 12 when God calls Abram. Mm -hmm. And he says he's going to bless Abram and his descendants so that through him, all nations or all families of the earth will be blessed. So Jonah's not seeing the bigger picture, like you said, and he's frustrated. But he shouldn't be because of at least Genesis 12. Are there other passages that he should have had in his mind, or maybe he did have in his mind, but hadn't really got into his heart? What, what should Jonah have been thinking here? Yeah, well, interestingly, I think he's quoting uh, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, where uh, God reveals himself to uh, Moses and uh, says to him that um, this is the kind of God that he is. Uh, Exodus 34, verse 6, the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. So Jonah is really evoking this passage, I think, and um, reaffirming God's character in the covenant that this is the kind of God that he is. Um, but he hasn't really, in a sense, put Genesis 12 that you mentioned, Champ, and Exodus 34 together. That the God who is like this for Israel is like this for Israel and Abraham's descendants in order that in them and through them all the families of the earth might be blessed. So we might say that Jonah's sort of taken a text and isolated it from other passages and not actually connected it in a biblical theological way. So the last time we talked, you talked about omnificence from Psalm 124 verse 8. And you had said that this was part of your theology for kids, the acrostic of God. How does Jonah 4.2 relate, or does it, to the theology for kids? Yeah, so in the acrostic uh, of God book, we've used Jonah 4.2 for the letter P, patience. Hmm. And uh, the rhyme that we put in is patience is God being very slow to anger. He even sent Jesus to save us from our danger. When falsely accused, Jesus waited patiently instead as he trusted his father to raise him from the dead. Hmm. And Jonah 4, 2b really connects to the first two lines. Patience is God being very slow to anger. He even sent Jesus to save us from our danger. Hmm. I think we as uh, New Testament Christians can often think the God of the Old Testament is this uh, uh, wrathful, angry God who's very quick to bring judgment on people. But if you read the Old Testament carefully, you actually see that right from the beginning, right from Genesis 3, when Adam sins, he is slow to anger. You know, Adam gets to live 930 years, but God said on the day that you eat from this, you will surely die. Well, he acted in mercy and grace for 930 years before Adam's death actually came. Uh, you see it with his judgment on the Amorites. Uh, he takes Abraham and his descendants out of the land and brings them back in 400 years later, only when the sin of the Amorites had reached its full. So God was patient with the Amorites for 400 years. Um, you see it with God's patience with Israel during their periods of rebellion. He keeps giving them a second chance until eventually he sends them off into exile. And even then, he's patient enough to wait 70 years and then bring them back into exile. I think that all of those examples are showing us that God is slow to anger, not quick to anger. Hmm. And his judgments are always preceded with, with clear warnings and repeated warnings. 
so that he can't ever be accused of uh, just coming in anger without any warning to his people. He sends the prophets to warn his people over and over and over. If you don't stop doing this, I will come in judgment. And all of that is really an expression of his slow to anger character. Mm, thank God for that. Slow to anger with the Ninevites, as Jonah obviously can tell. Slow to anger with Jonah, the way he's interacting with him and and then, thank God, slow to anger with us. So, Johnny, I'm so glad you pointed us to this attribute of God, his patience with us because of Christ. So would you just take a moment and thank the Lord for his patience with us? Sure, let's pray. Father, we bless you for being a God gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We thank you that you were slow to anger with your people in the Old Testament and also with us in the New Testament, that you have been a God who was not quick to judge us or to send us to hell, but you were slow to anger and instead offered us grace and mercy in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that you are still being patient. You're still slow to anger, not wanting any to perish, but for all to come to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And so we pray, Father, that you would help us to love you more for your character of patience, uh, but also help us to be uh, people who are always reaching out to our loved ones and friends and neighbors to give them the good news in light of your patience, longing for them to come to repentance. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.